0: I'm Andrea and I'm Brandy and we're sarcastic in suburbia discussing life's everyday annoyances with laughter and sarcasm.
1: Hey, what are you watching?
0: Gosh, I watched a lot. I've been watching TV, which is weird. I had not watched TV in forever.
1: There hasn't really been
0: a lot on. No, not at all. But then I started, I think I finally was just in a place where I had time. And so I went through what I like Netflix doing. I mentioned it before is that they list like the top 10 things that are trending currently. And so um, I saw athlete A on that list and I knew what it was about. I knew it was about um, USA Gymnastics and Larry Nassar. And I followed that whole thing, like when it was going on the trial, all of that stuff. But I had heard people talk about it and it made me kind of like re-sick over the situation. So I didn't watch it. But you actually urged me. You're like, you know what? It's it's not as heavy as Tiger King. Like all the thing, you know, with as many things that popped up with that. Um, and so I watched it and it was so well done. Like I thought it was incredibly well done. Captivating. Gave you a lot of information. I liked seeing the parts. um, of that entire story, which I didn't get to see, of the people, the reporters, and the law enforcement, all of their work that they were doing behind the scenes to get these girls and parents and victims and every survivors, get them the justice, as much justice as could be served, behind-the-scenes stuff that you never get to see. I just thought it was so well done.
1: Uh, Yes, and I think... It wasn't as brutal as Tiger King because it was just one episode. Like it's just one documentary instead of dragging it out and so much, so many different layers. It was just like one thing, like one topic. And you kind of know up front exactly what it is. Yep. Agreed. And if you had, even if you didn't
0: follow gymnastics or the story you had heard, so it wasn't a surprise, right? With Tiger Mm -hmm. King, everything that happened, I was like, what? And then there would be another layer, and it was all surprises. These things weren't – I mean, they're saddening and disgusting and despicable and all of the other adjectives, but it wasn't a surprise because we had already heard about it in the news. It was just – it was really nice specifically to see the first girl, Athlete A, as they referred to her, um, her and her family really – I mean – show everyone the most vulnerable sides of themselves. Like, I just, I have so much respect to her as a, a person, as an athlete, as a survivor, and her parents who went through so much. And of course, we're scrutinized along the way. Like, how could you let this happen to your kid? What kind of parent are you? And here they really sit down and and give you the good, bad, and ugly. And it was just, it was so hard to watch at times, but it also was... A story of hope that if enough people use their voices, they'll get um, justice in the end. It was just, it was really well done.
1: Um, I thought it was crazy where the the athlete A, just the backstory of her being blackballed basically from the um, yes. 2016 Olympic team, like she should have made it, but since they spoke out, they basically... Kicked her not kicked her out, but I just like didn't choose her mm-hmm. and she should I, have been on that team that
0: part. So when I say that there's nothing surprising, that part was surprising because yeah. they did not. I mean, as far as I read they did not say anything about that previously again it would have been um an assumption at that point that that's what happened now i think we can all agree that's exactly what happened the fact that she was even picked as an alternate and you're looking at the scores and you're looking at yeah. all of the things that she has done and there's no reason there's no reason that out of 8 i think she was I think she was 5th on the list and they could take 8 yeah and she didn't make eight like that that just that doesn't make any sense I mean it just that was so hard and I think the part that's my favorite though I think that would give anybody reason to quit the sport that they loved because look I've given everything I have literally everything my emotions my mental capacity my physical capacity the fact that I was harmed brutally for years I'm done. This sport has given me nothing in return. And instead, she's like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go to college. I'm going to win back-to-back national championship. I'm going to be the best gymnast in NCAA gymnastics. That's what I'm going to do. I'm not going to let these people win. Yeah, I'm never going to, you know, be on the national team. That's never going to happen. I'm never going to have an Olympic gold medal. But I'm going to make the best of it. And she did. And I think that was just so inspiring.
1: Yeah, I liked how a lot of true crime documentaries leave you with a bunch of unanswered questions and unresolve, it's unresolved. This kind of ends with justice, which I liked.
0: And man, just how much the Corollis are known and respected in the gymnastics community, not even just in gymnastics, though. People know their names who don't watch gymnastics. Like, you know who they are. You can see their faces when you hear their names. And it just, it saddened me and grossed me out and made me even more sad for the human race. When people who knew, who knew the truth about this specific doctor and what he was doing. And it just mattered more that these girls came out hurt, sick, harmed, and won versus doing something about it like that I don't know how I don't know how you can want to win that
1: bad like well and then like the fact that they were taking coaches and moving them around knowing that they were hurting children and just mm-hmm. placing in them it's just very reminiscent of um, like the pre scandals that kind of thing like where in large organizations they just, It's like they're protecting themselves and hurting everyone else. Right.
0: Right. Agreed. And under the guise of we love these people as our own children, we take care of them, we train them, we give our life, we devote ourselves to their well-being and the goals that they have for themselves, and all the while you know that they are being physically harmed and you're not doing anything about it. I think that's the part that makes me the maddest. Don't pretend like you care about them so much. I remember reading something um, when all of this was going on, some of the girls saying that they knew that being hurt would make them go to the doctor more often, the doctor that was abusing them. So a lot of them would compete with broken bones or with um, pulled muscles or things like that because they did not want to go see the doctor any more than they absolutely had to like just thinking about that these are girls these are not women even if they were women it's wrong but they're girls they had no idea that what was happening was wrong until it was way too late and then they trusted how many adults and you start going up the ladder of all of the adults that this went through and they were still failed that many times for those many years I mean 500 plus victims that's a lot of people when maybe it could have been half if one adult would have done what they were supposed to do one yeah just sad but it was it was really good
1: it was I uh, definitely
0: would recommend it okay what else are you watching besides athlete a
1: well, um a new documentary, what's well, a docu series just started and I hate when they do this, but it's on HBO or HBO Go or Now or one mm-hmm. of them. Um but they only released one episode a week. Oh, that's a bummer. I know. So it's a it's a real bummer. But it's um it's called I'll be gone in the dark. It is about Michelle Maclamera and her Her um, researching and writing um, her book about the Golden State Killer and how um, she actually passed away before her book was finished. She had a huge hand in the renewed interest in this case, and it directly led to him being caught. So if you know about her or her book, this series is Really good. Okay, interesting.
0: Definitely sounds like a brandy type of thing to watch.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: But it's it's enough to hook you to pay attention weekly.
1: Yes. I've been waiting patiently for like three weeks because I saw like the preview and so we've just been waiting and waiting and waiting. And it's finally here. And now I have to wait even longer. So I have to wait every single week for a new episode. But oh. it is worth it. It's it's good enough. Because like, a lot of times with shows like that, we'll wait a couple weeks so that like several episodes build up. And so then we'll watch three all at once. And then wait three more weeks and then do it that way. It's just good enough that I will watch every single week. Nice. Okay. Well, that I think that's...
0: That's uh, a sign of a good show because most people, you know, we don't get it. We don't get it, uh, the gratification that we need, which is the entire season. And we kind of give up on things.
1: Yeah. How about you? Anything else new?
0: You know, I've been trying to find things that I can just keep on in the background and not have to mm-hmm. pay too much attention to. And so I end up, it never fails. I end up putting on The Office Because Uh I just, I don't need to pay attention. And when I catch things, it's very funny. Um, But I have tried a couple of shows. I was looking at them um, on here so I could, on my phone, so I could see what they were. I watched two episodes of Last Man Standing. I don't know if you've Uh ever seen that show before. Um, And which I love Tim Allen so much. I loved Home Improvement growing up. And I feel like this is kind of that vibe. So I watched Home Improvement with Girls. Yes. So I watched two episodes of that and I could definitely fly through that. But again, it was just on in the background. So um, I started that. And then I also, um, I was getting ready to start the Goldbergs because my cousin said that was an easy watch and it was really funny. So uh, that's what I'm in the mood for. I need something light. Um, that I can keep on in the background, still pay some attention to, but it's still cool if I fold laundry or, you know, do other things while I'm doing it. So I'm getting ready to watch that. And then I went back to American Housewife. Uh huh. So I watched the first season, but I forgot it. And so I felt like I, I stepped away for too long. So I went back and it is just hilarious. It's very funny. I don't think I gave it its full credit before. So I'm in the mood for like sitcom. 30 minutes fly through it commercial free and not have to pay attention so I, i'm kind of in between like dabbling in between each one of those shows
1: yeah the goldbergs i um i second that there's also a show i was just going to look it up um it's a spin-off from the goldbergs so the goldbergs is set in the 80s and it's very um it's funny, and they, like, talk about things from the 80s. And then the, the spinoff of that is called Schooled. So you'll need to check that out. And actually, okay. you, could tech, you could watch them separately. Like, you would not have to watch one and then the next. Okay. It's called Schooled, and it is set in the 90s.
0: Oh, maybe. Okay, yeah. would I be lost if I just did Schooled no.
1: first? No. So it takes, like, a couple of the characters and puts them as adults. But you, would, you wouldn't have to know. Okay. It would make more sense if you did. But yeah. totally, you could watch them at the same
0: time. Okay. I think I'm going to give the Goldbergs a chance. I had seen. When I was going to bed. Sometimes there would be like a rerun or something on. And so I would seen like a couple of clips. And so I know that it's funny. But I, I don't like to start shows. Without starting from the beginning. Like some people can just dive in. And like watch a random episode I am not some people I need to start from the beginning. So um, I I think maybe I'm going to concentrate
1: on that one then. It's very, very good. I would say, though, you should watch Schooled first. Because there's not as many seasons. There's not as many seasons. It hasn't been out as long. And, like, there's 90s music in it. There's 90s, like, yes. It is totally up your alley.
0: Okay, I am legit right now adding it to my stuff on Hulu. Oh, there's only two seasons. Okay, so it said, let me see, head of school John Gascot- Glasgow leads a faculty of teachers with wildly different views on how to mentor students. Okay, I'm excited. I'm glad I brought it up.
1: Feel the rhythm. Feel the rhyme. Get on up. It's game time. Well, it is the day before 4th of July, and I thought it would be fun to be a little festive, And do some 4th of July trivia.
0: Okay. I hope I don't embarrass myself because I am not good at trivia.
1: It is Yes, it is 4th of July slash, like, American history. So, yeah, it could be really embarrassing. But we're going to do, um, it is multiple choice. There's 10 questions. Um, We'll each um, just answer them, all of them. And we'll keep track. All right, let's do it. All right, here is question number one. How many founding fathers have died on July 4th? A, zero, B, one, C, two, D, three. All right, I'm ready with my answer. Three, two, one. Okay, we both said A, zero. I kind of felt like that was a a trick question. question. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we will see if it's a trick question or not. The answer is D, three. No way. Yeah. Which one? Does it tell you? Oh. No, it doesn't tell me. It's kind of a bummer. That's kind of like not fair. Agreed. Okay, so no questions. For us, here's the next one. Independence Day has been a federal holiday since what year? A, 1776, B, 1781, C, 1855, or D, 1941?
0: I feel like this is... I feel like this is a trick question, too. Oh, I don't want to be I want to be embarrassed. OK, yeah,
1: these are I mean, these are random things that I don't think anybody's going to know. OK, well, all right. Ready? Yep. Three, two, one. So you said a 1776 and I said C 1855. It does kind of sound like a um, uh, trick question, though.
0: I'm like, maybe they just declared it Met day. Like, we shall never work on this day again. I don't know.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh, we both got it wrong. It was D-1941.
0: I almost said D, but I was like, no, the last one was D. Like, that's how my mind works. Like Ugh. a scantron. Okay, well,
1: it's still nothing, nothing. Okay. Number, th- number three who drafted the declaration of independence a benjamin franklin b thomas jefferson c george washington or d john hancock who drafted the declaration of independence
0: i know this and i have i've listened to like easy trivia over and over again and i'm still between two i know me too gosh dang it i don't want to be sorry but here i'm ready
1: oh gosh okay I got mine
0: me too you ready yeah Three, two, one. Oh, we so, both went with something different okay yes I said I, B so I
1: said A Benjamin Franklin and you said B Thomas Jefferson
0: which I was between A and B
1: yes me too oh well one of us did get it correct probably you you look smug <laughs> it wasn't it was you <gasps> It's Thomas Jefferson.
0: Yay! You looked happy. I was like,
1: oh, dang it. I'm an idiot. No, this is my, like, sarcastic, annoyed face.
0: Okay, well, number one, you're really good at that. So keep that on up because people won't know when you're really annoyed with them. You're good because I wear my emotions on my face. And two, I don't know how I've heard that question
1: 50,000 times. No. And I still was between two answers. Yeah, I always get those two mixed up. Me too. Okay, number four. How many founding fathers signed the Declaration of Independence? A, 12, B, 24, C, 38, or D, 56?
0: Oh, I do not know the answer to this. Ugh.
1: All right, I'm guessing and I have no idea. I feel like I heard this answer on um, National Treasure is Book of Secrets the one with the special glasses? I think it is. <laughs> I don't know. Those are okay. good movies.
0: Okay. I haven't seen it. Okay, here we go. Three, two, one.
1: Oh, so, again, we want something different. Yes, you said C thirty eight and I said D fifty six. Which both sound like too many to me, but here we go. Well, again, one of us was correct. This time, though, it was me. It Dang was D56. It. Oh, man. You're good with that face because I thought it was me this time. <laughs> <laughs> Question five. It is one to one. On what day was the Declaration of Independence started and supposed to be on? Uh, A, July 2nd. B, June 26th. C, July 3rd. Or D, July 4th? Okay, I have no idea. Shot in the dark. Okay, me too. All right, three, two, one. So I said B, June twenty sixth, and you said C, July third. Oh, we were both wrong. It was A, July second. Oh, bummer, man. That two days to
0: write to write that. I, I mean, I've needed longer to write a uh, a
1: note of. Why am I was I'm not gonna be at the field trip? All those 56 people there to sign in. You know what? I didn't even think about that. You're right. <laughs> Number six. Where is the oldest continuous July fourth parade located? A Rhode Island, B, Massachusetts, C, Pennsylvania, or D Delaware? All of those seem very plausible. To me. I know. I know. I am just gonna pick one. And it's probably wrong.
0: I'm just I, I I'm gonna go with this.
1: Okay, ready? Mm-hmm. Three, two, one. I said B, Massachusetts, and you said C Pennsylvania. Cause I feel like all of those Because those are all like I almost said Rhode Island. I almost chose A. Well you should have. Dang it. That was my,
0: I I erased it. It was my first guess and I erased it. I went against, I went against it.
1: We're going to tie and one to one. Okay. Here uh, is number seven. Where is the annual Nathan's hot dog eating contest? A Boston B Washington, DC C C, Philadelphia or D Coney Island.
0: I should know this. I just listened to a Bobby bone show. Last week, and they were talking about how they were doing this social distancing style. There will be no crowd. They said it, and I am I lost it. I lost it. Okay. I'm guessing. I'm guessing. I'm guessing, guessing guess. too. Dang it. I'm so mad at myself. Okay. Here we go. Three, two, one. <gasps>
1: we both said Coney Island. D. Yes, we did. So let's see. It is Coney Island. Yeah. Good job, Brandy. Virtual high five. Woo-hoo. So now we're tied. Two to two. Okay. This is number eight. What tradition occurs at the Liberty Bell in Philadelphia each July 4th? A, gunfire salute. B, moment of silence. C, ringing the bell 13 times. D, tapping the bell 13 times. I don't like that.
0: (laughs) Cause I was like sure of my answer, and now I'm not. Okay, ready? Yep. Three, two, one. Okay, I said ringing C. You said tapping
1: D. Yeah, I just figured because there's a big crack in it. Yeah. They can't yeah. It can't ring. Yeah, true. I was correct. It's D tapping the bell. Thirteen. And times. I almost went with
0: tapping because I felt like it would ring was like the easiest choice until they said tapping. Oh, I should have known better. Okay, so now I need nine. this one.
1: Yeah. Right. I okay. only have two left. Okay. About how many fireworks displays are there across the U.S. on July 4th? Not counting this year, obviously. A, 5,000. B, 10,000. C, 15,000. D, 35,000.
0: I just wish I understood what they meant by display. Like, I feel like a neighborhood puts on a display. Does that no, count? No,
1: I think it's like...
0: One that they, like, round up, like, like where city. it's, like, like, they invite people to do it.
1: Yeah, because how would you be able to count it?
0: I know. I don't know. That's true. That's a good point. Ugh. I don't like these questions. <laughs> okay. I'm like Ross Geller. I'm blaming the question. No. Everybody was blaming Ross, who had the questions. Okay. Here we go. I'm ready. Three, two, one.
1: We oh, both, we both said, said D. Yep. 35,000. It's C, watch, because I was going to say C. It's C. Gosh dang it, why can't I trust my gut? I just don't understand. I I feel like there would be 35,000 towns and cities that do displays. I'm just angry at myself. I
0: know, I know, because I think the initial want is to go for the largest number because there's so many. Yeah. Oh, that's such a bummer. Okay, now I need this one to tie.
1: Okay, here we go. What July 4th tradition occurs in New England? A, drinking lemonade. B, eating clam chowder. C, eating salmon. D, drinking tea. I don't know.
0: I've never been to Boston. I don't pay attention to Boston.
1: What's New England?
0: Okay, fine. The whole area. Same thing to me because I've never been there and I don't know anybody from there and I don't know any other tradition. So I'm just guessing. Okay.
1: Three, two, one. Gosh dang it. We both said C eating salmon and I, and I say this can't lose. Okay. So I say this, I say eating salmon because I once read a, um, mystery book that took place in Maine And for 4th of July, they had like this giant like salmon thing. So that's the only thing I'm basing my answer off of. I'm basing mine on my gut. Well, your gut and my knowledge of 4th of July in New England is correct. Because it is eating salmon.
0: Gosh dang it, Brandy. I had that one. I should have beat you by two. I'm so irritated with myself. You should've, but you didn't. I did not, so I concede. Brandy, you are the winner of Fourth
1: of July trivia. But okay. if you think about it, there was ten questions. I have forty percent, and you got thirty percent. We both failed. Okay. Well, you, you know what? Then I'm the biggest loser. That's okay. what it is. I'll, I'm, I'm the first the loser.
0: <laughs> I'm the runner-up. If the loser, <laughs> if the loser can't attend. Yes. That's when I come in. Bring on the backup. Okay, well, I concede you win. Happy 4th of July. Happy 4th of July. Stay safe out there. Stay safe. Do not put your face over the tube. And
1: don't put the Roman candles where, Brandy? In your butt. In your butt. Or how my five-year-old says it, in your butts. (laughs) He must know
0: that some of us have too, depending on what pants we wear. (laughs) That wraps up another episode of Sarcastic in Suburbia. We love hearing about how much you all are enjoying each episode. Because of that, we highly encourage you to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. The more reviews, the more likely other sarcastic listeners like yourselves will be able to find us.
1: Are you following us online yet? You can find us on Instagram at sarcasticinsuburbiapod and on Facebook at sarcasticinsuburbiapodcast. Use the hashtag sharethesarcasm when posting about the podcast so other listeners can find your posts. Is there a specific topic you want us to cover? We want to hear from you.
0: Contact us on our social media pages or feel free to send us an email at sarcasticinsuburbia
1: at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening and continuing to hashtag share the sarcasm with friends. Remember that on Wednesdays we wear pink and listen to Sarcastic in Suburbia. Bye. See ya.